Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your stories told on Marty Oakley's, Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB-FM Lighthouse Christian Radio out of Oklahoma and the surrounding area. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate it. This is, oh, uh a bit of a discussion, how's that, a discussion that we've had before, but new information continues to come forward and verify that all the things that have been verified before continue to be verified, and it just cements the fact, along with additional information, that this crazy COVID corruption is exactly what it what it is. Okay, but let me back up. First, I want to say hi to my mom in New England. How are you, mom? Thank you for tuning in. I love you. Uh, hope you didn't get too much snow out there today. I know it did snow in certain areas in Ohio, New England, parts of Vermont. Beautiful, though, absolutely beautiful. Uh, Tanya Talks is brought to you in coordination with Marcel Freedom, Friedman and the annual Whistleblower Summit in D.C. and Journeys to Justice, a nonprofit that helps people that are involved in the ramifications of government misdirection, malfeasance, corruption. Oh, gosh. But the good thing is we get to tell you some great stories also when we do breakthrough. This is a breakthrough with all this COVID nonsense that absolutely needs the attention of everybody. In my opinion, to anybody who has actually had that vaccination, you know, a jab, okay, bioweapon, They've done it because they've been misled, misinformed. They've been coerced, and you, you have been had by the, the government. Um, and it might seem a bit um, extreme to be talking that way, but some of you who are listening in know that that's the reality. Some of you who are listening in are starting to get the feeling that that's the reality. And some of you are listening, and you might be rolling your eyes, but keep listening. Keep listening, because we've got a great panel here, as well as uh, Marty Oakley, of course, is is, uh, welcome to chime in. Stephen Burke, regular contributor also. He runs the radio station. And James Treat, 
regular contributor and advocate, public speaker. Uh, he is on with us tonight as well. We will be taking calls, 917-388-4520. Press the number one. 917-388-4520. Press the number one. But does anybody here remember, and then I will bring on Stephen and James, does anybody here remember there was a nurse that came on live many stations? She was live, and uh, and it was being filmed, and it was a nurse that was willing to take you know, the, the, a vaccine, a, a bioweapon, okay, a bioweapon. I'm, I've got to get used to calling it that instead of a jab or the vaccine. It's a, it's a bioweapon, you'll see. She took that live. It went viral because she passed out when she got up to leave from taking that bioweapon live. She was a nurse. And it was to get other nurses, you know, to do the same. And people were afraid because there were so many deaths in the hospital and, you know, uh, the way that it was being treated. And, you know, God forbid you get on a respirator, it's probably the last thing you're going to be breathing from again. And you won't be breathing that fresh air ever again. It's very rare that you get on a respirator and you come out of that alive, okay? I'm not a doctor. I'm not pretending to be. This is all through research. All right, that woman was never followed up on, never followed up on. But guess what happened to her? This is why it was never followed up on in mainstream media. She died. She died. As well as many thousands of others have died. Just give that some thought. Why don't you look it up yourself? Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in, Stephen Burke. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right, I guess. <laughs> well, I all I can say is I hope that you've been uh, screencasting, uh, getting your uh, these videos and things like that before they are taken down. I know I shared one with both of you guys um, earlier this week by David Martin and a lot of the material that I'm going to be sharing tonight and we can talk about as well as what you're bringing to the table tonight will actually be coming from that video. Um, nice to have you on and, and thank you for being here. And James Street, how are you tonight? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm fired up, to tell you the truth. I am so fired up, and I know you are, too. I barely got to hear exactly what you guys were talking about, but I could hear there was a fire in your voice before we went live on air. So <laughs> thanks, for joining us. thanks for joining us tonight. Um, well, I, Donya, I have something that I ran across, and it's it's amazing how pertinent it is to exactly what the subject matter is of what you're talking about. Have you ever heard of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights? I don't think I have. <clears throat> okay. It was adopted by the United Nations for this world government. Okay. It was signed in 1992 by Russia. And because Russia signed it, the United States, the USA, 
signed it in 1993. Now, Russia adopted this in its entirety. The United States adopted it in its entirety, except that Articles 1 through 27 were not self-executing law, meaning they didn't have to tell you about it. But if you bring it up, it has to be recognized in the United Nations and in the United States from the federal government all the way down to the lowest municipality within the United States. So if who brings it up? Anyone who knows about it. Article 1 reads, all peoples have the right of self-determination. By virtue of that right, they freely determine their political status and freely pursue their economic, social, and cultural development. But self-determination is the self-determination of the human body. Right. And the and it is recognizing the the preemblem of this is recognizing that these rights derive from the inherent dignity of the human person. And if the United States is in violation of this, you can contact the secretary of the UN and they will enforce this. And it has been enforced in practice. So that's what people need to do, is it? Are you, because catch- I'm all- are you catching the big picture here? The, the big picture is that's all people <laughs> need to do. Right. But it, and it's just this, being this overlooked. Thing that, you know, this thing that we're all fighting, and we're, but they have this written, oh. and it's out there. Just look it up, International Covenant, Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. It even pops up on Google. Hmm. Because I have also, okay, I just wrote that down. That's great information. It came up for adopted and open for signature in December of 1966. But the United States and Russia didn't sign it until 92 and 93. And I think 182 or 184 countries have actually signed on to it. But it is for your basic civil and political rights. Okay. So have you been in touch with them yet? No, no. I uh, I literally had forgot. I read this earlier last week, and I forgot about it until Marty and I was talking, and then I read tonight's script, and I thought, <laughs> how applicable. You mean the promo, because we don't script out these shows. <laughs> so, well, I, I, saw, I saw it was on the mass mandate and, you know, going down the rabbit hole of, right. you know, all of this. I mean, yeah. but yeah. everything that's yeah. going on right now with the Biden, quote, unquote, administration is in total violation of a covenant. And this is superior law. Right. To the United States of America. 
Well, it would be great if you can find that URL and share it, but I'm definitely going to be Googling that or DuckDuckGoing it, whatever it takes. There's also a control group that I just signed up for, and it's uh, www.vaxvaxcontrolgroup.com. Vaxvaxcontrolgroup.com. And you can actually get um, an ID. This isn't just like some come on, but it's an ID, um, you know, to keep, that states that you're a part of this vaccine, vaccine control group, and it's a worldwide scientific study. For those that don't get it, how do you like that? And uh, this is taking place in, um, let me see, England, obviously here, uh, Bulvania, I think, uh, and... It's in Dutch, it's Finland, France, Italy, uh, Portugal, Spain. So there's a bunch of countries that are, that are, are doing this. I, I don't know all the um, abbreviations for the countries. So, but there's a bunch, bunch of countries that are involved in it. And so I've just, um, I've just signed up. The only thing that I need to do is, you know, you take a picture so that they can send you, you know, your, uh, a card. I guess it's like $8.00. Um, but except when I went on, I didn't see anything asking for any money. But this will get people off your back, too. But I, I really love the idea of, you know, the United Nations International Covenant and uh, civil on civil and political rights. Well, so backtracking means- to this, when you, when you type in International Covenant on civil rights, civil and political rights, it comes up under mm-hmm. United Nations Human Rights Office of the High Commissioner. United Nations Human Rights Human Rights Office of the High Commissioner. See, I'm always taking notes, even if it's on, you know, this show, you know, because I get things from you guys and people who call in. Office of the what High Commissioner. Correct. Uh, okay. What do you think, Stephen? I don't know. I don't know if I'm familiar with that or not. I'll have to, I'm gonna have to find that and, and look at it. But Tanya, before we the get started, let me tell let me let me tell this one at you. We all know okay. what acronyms are, correct? And have you ever? Because this is something I ran across and read way back when in the very first elementary stages of law. What do you think the acronym of law stands for? Don't scare me. Please don't tell land, me it's, it's more than just a word. <laughs> land, air, and water. Now, why is that important? Okay. Because our constitutional government was written and given by the we the people because we control the land. The air portion Amen. of law was never returned or given to the people after the original king separated this, and the, the Vatican kept the air portion of law. And then you have water, which was controlled by whom? Britain. Thus we have maritime law. 
where all of our statutory law comes from, because in 1933 we were sold out to the British. Does that tie a few knots? Wow. Yeah. That's the thank you for that. uh, that, That's simple, but think about it, and it's it is the foundation. Yeah, that's that is something else. You know, but we but we need to get rid of the bar. We need to get rid of the bar because that's a conflict. Again, well, you know, but I, can't, already, I know that there's already Supreme Court ruling that you don't have to be a licensed petitioner, but it actually goes on to state that the state cannot charge you a license or fee to practice. And yet they do. And everybody goes for it. And it's interesting that they always use the word practice. The practice yeah. of law. Yes, like how many tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars later, right? After um, getting the Tan- bar license. Yep. Tanya, you you have a caller on, Rich. He said he talked to you earlier. Oh, hey, Rich. How you doing? Good. Good. How are y'all? Good, good. I'm glad you're you're on with us, and I, um, I will say I'm very sorry for your loss. And uh, Rich has been a, a a friend of the shows, and uh, and he's been you know is a great big part of of Tomka and and uh, cleaning that up, and he's. Uh, an elected official right now, but just gone through a terrific loss. And I hope that you don't mind me saying that because I know you're not afraid to talk about her. So, uh, but I, I just have to say it. I'm very sorry for your loss. Well, that's fine. And thank you very much. So you're listening to the show. What do you have to say? What are you thinking about all this? I just learned some things I've got to research, too, after James gave a couple of those um, interesting comments. I knew some of the stuff he had spoke of, but I didn't realize there was that kind of steps that could be taken. <clears throat> I'm going to look into that myself. So I thank you, James. Sure. Yeah, that's great great information to have. Well, what, what do you think about this? There was a, a grant that was applied for, and it was, let me see, and it was through Darwinian Chemical Systems. It was a 10-year grant that was applied for in April 2020. And if we can just roll back the clock a little bit bit, and we remember um, when Fauci said to President Trump in, in an open meeting, that Moderna was going to be the mysterious savior of the world. And yet Moderna had never created, never produced any safe commercial anything that had a 
a, a benefit. Moderna was pretty much unknown. But there was this grant that went to uh, Darwinian Chemical Systems, and um, and these are some of this is some of the language that is used in it. Okay, I'm going to quote right now. Um, it is uh, in a 10-year grant that started Moderna post-extinction event. We want to see if we can get mRNA to write into DNA the code to start human evolution again. That is the 10-year grant that started Moderna. I'm going to repeat this again. This is what Fauci was involved in, is involved in, financially. Ten-year grant that, and it's, forgive me, um, in a ten-year grant that started Moderna post-extinction event, comma, we want to see if we can get mRNA to write into DNA the code to start human evolution again. Now, isn't that interesting, to start human evolution again? Well, it's because they tend to wipe everybody out and try to make a super race or something. That's what I just was going to ask you, Stephen. Well, Tanya, I just found what I was looking for before I spoke while ago, but Article 7 of this United Nations Covenant says, no one shall be subject to torture or to cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. In particular, no one shall be subjected subjected without his free consent to medical or scientific experimentation. And so it is written... So what word is the problem that we're having right now? So it is written. But what good is it if it is written, if it is being overwrote, if it's being overwritten, okay? What good is that? And that's why we're sharing the information that people need to know that don't already know it or don't, don't already feel it. And that's why the more that this has been pushed, the more people are beginning to push back. And we're talking about all classes. We're not talking about one particular class. There's no reason to have a division here. There's very smart people that are not liking being forced into having something that is absolutely not a legitimate vaccination and that many people are finding out after the fact what they have had has all these nanoparticles and the graphite oxide, that those, these are things that are actually toxins and, and, it, and it, in large quantities can and will and have and do kill. And yet there's this push now from five years old on up. years old on up. Okay, Tanya. Why is that? You have a second caller. You have a second caller here, area code 612. You're live and on the air. Sure. Stay with us, Rich, okay? Okay. Hi, caller. How are you? 
Yes, doing well, ma'am. How are you doing? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, I can Hello? hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just Sorry, a little um, bit of background stuff. Oh, I apologize. It might be my reception. Um, I just I was just saying hello and uh, thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling in. And who are we speaking with? If you'd care to share your name. Yeah, my name's Mike. Hi, Mike. What are your thoughts about all this? I think, in a way, uh, I just want to say, like this last year and a half and two years has been kind of a, an expose on. It showed in our society who are the people that are willing to take risk and those who are afraid to take risk and will be willing to compromise things for their for their own perceived safety. So you got the people out there that wanted this vaccine because they were convinced by the media that they would they'd be safe and they would have nothing to worry about. Then you got the people that aren't really afraid of COVID because they're not afraid of taking a risk and they feel like they can handle it. And that's what separated people now. And so at this point it is what it is. The people that have taken it, they've taken it. People that don't want it so far haven't, and we just sit back and watch and wait for the results. I think at this point we'll just see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. If you know, if you listen to some theories, it uh, it means that there will be a wiped out population, a great big wiped out population, and anywhere between now and and 10 years from now, uh, you know, and I think that if people keep getting the boosters and they, if they keep following that, um, that's the, the ones that there, there's a theory that those are the ones that are going to be wiped out depending on where you, where you stand already with your, with your health um, and, and your system. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns, but there's also a lot of knowns. And then there's people that are saying, I'm doing my patriotic duty and I'm going to take the the vaccine. And I, I have family members that have have said that and that, that just even got to the point where they said, and anybody who doesn't, they should be denied health coverage or they, sh- they should have to pay for it themselves if they haven't taken the vaccination now I love respect and care about you know my family members and and you know so I have some that feel that way and I have some that don't feel that way and I want nothing bad to happen to any of us you know and it's like what's it going to wind up being what is it going to wind up being what I can say is I personally have been around many people that have been very sick with COVID and I have not felt a thing and that doesn't mean that there isn't something out there that's hurting people. But I guess so, this comes down to like, what do you do? You believe that God exists, or do you, are you an atheist? Or yes, like, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, so this would this would come down to the idea of if if God does exist, and I believe He does, then obviously He's going to have to intervene as far as whether or not human beings get wiped out or not. I mean, this isn't the first attempt that the elites have tried to engage in, you know, depopulation. And I think right. the fact that they haven't been able to succeed on mass like they've wanted to is, is a clear sign that God is clearly intervening to a certain extent. So if if either like God is going to allow this to happen or he does, and if, he, if he doesn't exist, then we got no chance. I mean, these people are going to eventually kill us. So, so that, that's why I'm not really worried in that sense. You know, I just I just trust God and whatever ends up happening, we'll, we'll end up seeing it. But I just think right now in America, though, this, this is a time to be optimistic because 
when have, when have you ever seen people in the middle and people who are, let's say, moderate Democrats waking up to the fact that the left has essentially been pushing an authoritarian police state under the guise of social welfare and social justice, and all of a sudden everyone in the middle has woken up to this and seen it for what it is, and it looks like we're headed to probably the biggest red wave landslide election since, since the 1980s. We mm-hmm. can see this country have a completely different trajectory after 22 and 24. I, I hope so. I hope so. And, and uh, you know, and, it, and I hope that we get rid of those rhinos. That's for sure. You know, I'll talk, you know. Uh, but we, we definitely need a cleansing. Uh, but we need, we need the red wave because the way it was governed last time we had the red wave, you know, we were in a much better position that we are in now. I just want the right people to be there. That's what I care about, is those that understand our God-given rights, those that understand our Constitution, and those that understand mm-hmm. these institutions that were put into place to provide us that safety net and, and our own will and get government out of the way. Right, and I think that's kind of why, and this is why it comes back to the whole belief of God, is that in God's providential will, I think the 2020 election was a blessing in disguise. Because had Trump won, we would not be seeing the number of people in the middle and who are more moderate on the left that are, that are coming over to the right now. Because they didn't believe all the stuff that conservatives were warning about when it comes to the left and what their agenda is. They thought it was just a bunch mm-hmm. of conspiracy and empty talk, and now... I got so many people that were independents that hated Trump, that even that were pretty far left, that are all like saying they're voting Republican no matter what in the midterms and in 24. That are just completely right. said I'm done with the Democratic Party, and that wouldn't have been able, that couldn't have happened unless Biden became president, unless the Democrats oh, were able to unleash point. their agenda and see how much it destroyed our country. And you know, so I mean, in a way, I just feel like we're this is like Jimmy Carter all over again. And then 20, 2024 will be basically like when Reagan came into office. And so I think I think we have a bright future ahead. I think this is this is going to be a great. This is sort of like the turning point in American history. We're just sort of in the middle of it. That's a that's a great way to look at it. I just don't like the amount of time that's left to cause damage. This left, no pun intended, but I you know you know so. Uh, but the, but the great thing is, you, you know, we've had um, the circuit courts have have come through for us in in many ways so far, and that's a that's a wonderful thing. Um, you stay stay on with us, okay? Feel free to stay okay. on with us, yes, Marty. Was there somebody else? No, that's that's all of them. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought that you started saying something that somebody else was on. Okay. No. All right. No. Nope. Stephen, uh, James, Rich, and Mike. You said right. Sorry, I missed the yeah. last person who was on. Right. Okay. So there is uh, a, a man by the name of David Martin, and I'm going to encourage everybody to look him up, David. Martin dot word, word, and um, and this is where I got a lot of the information tonight that I'm you know sharing, 
And that's because it's all verifiable. It's, it's, it's all verifiable. And, uh, and so we know that, okay, so I'll use his words, NIAID created, they planned in 2015, they planned this COVID RICO. Now I'm going to read one of the slides that he has on, on, uh, on this video that I watched. This is quotes. It's not that long. It's just one of the slides. Until an infection disease crisis is very real, present, and at an emergency threshold, it is often largely ignored. To sustain the funding, to sustain the funding base beyond the crisis, he said, we need to increase public understanding of the need for MCMs such as pan-influenza or pan-coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media and the economics follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real, is to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. Now that was Peter Daszak, uh, one of uh, Fauci's co-conspirators. And uh, that was uh, in 2016. And you can find that, and I'm going to say it slowly for anybody who wants to verify this, you can find that at www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov books slash nbb34904040 slash forward slashes. These are absolutely amazing things. 1999 is when Anthony Fauci patented, he paid for this. He paid for this bioweapon, the vaccination. Yeah, and then they go and try to claim that it's a New invention that Trump come up with or whatever. Right, right. Well, let's face I it. I had the patents on it several several years before any of this ever started, so how did that come about? Correct, correct. Well, I believe it was actually, wasn't it, um, Bill Gates that patented the virus itself, and it was, Fauci that patented the the, vac- the vaccination. I mean, we want to talk about all of this, these conflicts of, of, of interest uh, that are going on. And, uh, you know, I... Well, Dr. Fauci was Bill Gates' roommate in college, and he works for Bill Gates, and he's on Bill Gates' mm-hmm. board of directors. So anyway, mm-hmm. they're, they're just... Uh, don't matter which one of them patented it, they're the they're the bunch of goons behind it. Yep, the bio weapon is an infectious replication, defective to clone coronavirus, detected to to clone to clone coronavirus. I'm using quotes here. So now, with what what I just read, okay, that is what Trump signed the day after that was 
you know, Trump signed into, you know, he signed an executive order giving permission to release this vaccine. Yeah. He basically mandated that whole nonsense right there off on the on the people. Right. And so, and I, and so we sure can't like we can't why. deny that. Right. I I I believe it was pure ignorance because at the time he trusted Fauci. That's what I believe. I don't know what other people believe, but what I do know is that we heard a lot of people saying, Well, if if he if Trump came up with it then then I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take it. You know, we heard, you know, the vice president say that herself. Well, you know, maybe they didn't really take it. Maybe they just pretended to take it. Who knows? Maybe this is jokes on you, Donald Trump. Who really knows, right? But I don't think that Donald Trump knew about all this. But, you know, that this was a a pre-plan and on his time. You know, anything to get him out of office. A lot of it I don't think he knew in the but beginning, but later on he knew a, a lot of it and still didn't uh, do anything to correct it. Yeah, I, yeah, he thought that he was doing the right thing by warp speed. You know? Right, he and was under massive that- pressure. Remember, it's a re-election going on, so he had huge pressure on him, and the media was breathing down his neck crazy about the whole COVID situation. No, no doubt about it. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, sucker punching the guy, you, you know, and him, I believe he really thought he was doing what he, what was best for the country. That's, that's what right. I believe. I don't think that he. And, and that's why they released COVID when they did. They, they timed it out exactly. At the, the release of COVID was, um, was let out. It was, it was done on purpose. The timing was perfect for them. They knew they oh, yeah. they used it for over purpose, and it was done for a certain. But you know, everything was set up. But I think the trigger point for them was the 2019 UK election, because if you were, if you go back to 16, remember how Brexit was sort of a forecast for the US election, and then mm-hmm. when they saw in 2019 in the UK the Conservatives had the largest landslide since 1983, I think they knew that that was a foreshadowing of what was going to happen in, in US in 2020 unless they intervened in some way. And the whole administrative state was, was determined to get rid of this guy. So I think that's when they decided. Because think about it. You had China that had an interest in getting rid of Trump because of the trade war. You had certain people within the CIA and the FBI that had an interest in getting rid of him. People within our bureaucracy and the government. So you had all these groups come together and the corporate groups they so that deep. all had a vested interest. Right. So it, they all worked it together. I mean, that's obviously you can see they coordinated it. And it was to their own benefit. And it worked out perfectly for them, at least in the short term. Right. Well, when the overseers are doing the bad stuff, then then who's overseeing them? You know, it it trickles its way well, up. Well, there's no one it's over the them. Right. Well, who would be above it's, the, it's, the Chinese and the? Right. Right. Exactly. Now we're talking about the FBI and the CIA and whatnot. Yeah. No, it's 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 the it's the destruction. It's it's been the the big plan, and I think that plan went fast forward when he was elected. 
because I do believe him being elected was a complete shock. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was supposed to be the foil that was going to allow for an unpopular person like Hillary Clinton to get elected. And, you know, obviously they didn't go to plan, so they had to come up with a plan B. But obviously it was, it was, it was the U.K., not just the U.K., by the way. It's also what they saw going in Brazil and in Italy and all over, the, all over the world. You saw, you know, right-wing populism or nationalism, whatever you want to define it as, was spreading globally. And it's obviously a threat mm-hmm. to the, the global elite order, and that's, they, they could not stand the idea of Trump getting reelected because that would have been the ultimate, you know, middle finger to them. So they had to do something. They put out right. a disease that's not even that deadly. That's how you know it was set up because it's a disease that has a, basically a 99% chance you're not going to die. The media hyped it up like it was the Black Plague, and it was they allowed them to have the great, you know, the greatest transfer of wealth from you know, small businesses to corporations, so they were able to reset the economy and get rid of Trump. So, and I mean, if you see what's going on in Australia, I mean, look at the police state they've implemented there. I mean, all over the world, you got governments who are powerful. So I, I think to them, I mean, it's obviously evil, but you got to give them credit. That was an incredible plan, and they pulled it off perfectly. I mean, they've it's gone flawless for them, so they deserve credit for that. You got to even, I mean, think about how difficult it would have been to coordinate something on that on a global level the way they did, and they pulled it off. It's terrifying that they pulled it off. That's the devil at work. That's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. That's I would say, I mean, it's not terrifying. I mean, why would you be? Why would you be afraid? There's nothing to be afraid of. That they were able to pull off what they pulled off. Well, actually, yeah, you know, that's a good point. You know, the art, the art death tolls in our country have actually not gone up. It's just what they called COVID death. You know, all of a sudden, people didn't get the flu. All of a sudden, people didn't die of a heart attack. All of a sudden, people didn't die in car accidents anymore. All right. of a sudden, people didn't die of cancer. They died of COVID. And and so our numbers, our population has not been affected as yeah. a result of this. It's just how it's been twisted. And right. There was literally a story get, that just came out. Go ahead. And it's an excuse to get these bioweapons inside of the population. Well, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as calling it a bioweapon. I think it's more of a money grab. I mean, it was a way for the pharmaceutical companies and some of their lobbyists within the government to make a tremendous amount of money. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's, I don't know if it's uh, Moderna or Pfizer, one of these pharmaceutical companies is going to become the first ever trillion-dollar pharmaceutical company in the history of the world. And so mm-hmm. I don't think it's as nefarious as a bioweapon because I don't, you know, I just think it's more of a huge money grab and, and a way for governments to implement power that they couldn't do in, in the normal circumstances. So, well, well you if, you don't, say, if you don't think it's have. a bioweapon, then how do you explain the correlation with 5G? Well, you, okay, well, explain to me what's the correlation. Well, if you are injected with a negatively charged ion and it can be charged to positive through the 5G network, and if it's charged positive, you're dead. Okay, so you believe that the vaccines in conjunction with 5G is going to lead to a whole bunch of people dying? At the flip of the switch. At the flip of the switch, it's right there in front of you. 
You should see, okay, you, should so do, you got to research the, back, the, the vaccines themselves this. create miniature micro antennas within each each cell in the body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then if they were to do that, so let's okay, let's just go down that route. So if they were to do, when do you think that would happen? In ten years, fifteen years, five years? What do you think? What suits them? You're asking for subje- uh, for an uncalculatable event. It's whenever they would choose or wherever they think they have the assets in place and they have the right, quote, right, in, right number of slaves that they want to control because it's all about it's all about planned genocide. Our military right, but I mean, at this point, they, they've already done it, right? They've already put out, what, six, seven billion doses of vaccine. I think what, what's the what's the vaccination rate in America? Well, now? but what's it's all it's all still variable on people having to take second, third, and fourth. Now they're saying what six vaccines are required, Steve? Did oh, the they keep up with it all the time. The way Dr. Fauci's talking yesterday or today, it's going to be permanent because the 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 vaccine keeps wearing off. So they got to keep giving you more boosters to make it work. So as of now, it's became. Uh, at least uh, twice a year event for the rest of your life. Okay, so they will. But, so they're not going to be able to pull off this 5G thing unless they unless you're continuing taking booster shots every year. Well, they're just using it as an excuse because the vaccine has zero efficacy in the first place. You need to look at. No, the way I understand that. I, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking about the scenario with the whole 5G weaponized to kill people with all the stuff they put in the vaccine. So I'm getting. Make it clear here. The five, Are you saying that people G, that have already been vaccinated, the five and if they don't get a booster, they'll them, be okay? The 5G simply gives them the mechanism to pull the trigger. I, I understand that. I'm saying if, if, if someone, let's say someone's already gotten fully vaccinated, but then they, they no longer get any more booster shots. Are you saying in that scenario, there's a possibility that the whole 5G mechanism may not work? Or be as depends on their requires... depends on their age and how much their immune system has been destroyed. Okay, so then basically they need you. You would need to continually take booster shots for this scenario. Depending to work. on your age and each individual's immune system being able and the strength to regenerate of, and the strength of the vaccination because there's different kinds and and whatnot. So yeah, so so I, I mean like, an elder I feel an elderly a lot person after learning more. You know, I feel a lot better after learning more that that not everybody is taking these booster shots because of everything that's coming out. You know what I mean? I feel better knowing that, you know, people aren't running and getting in line, ooh, I better get my booster shot, you know, because I feel that many more people will be safe from this whole, you know, flipping of the switch if they choose to do it, if they do it or whatever, you know. Um, I, I feel that we're safer now than we were. Well, what I you also have the you also have the effectiveness ago. of the hydrochloroquine and the ivermectin. Right. Well, the ivermectin destroys the antenna network, which is going to make it harder for them to connect your body to the internet with their self-assembling nanobots that is in the vaccine, and they admit that it's self-assembling. So. Anyway, but I'll hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's go back to that. How do you know that ivermectin does that? 
how many well they admit that it does that so you just do your research but no he anyway, asked how we you know about, about who, who is they that, what do you mean they you're talking about like the audience what do you mean by who Dar- yeah, darpa which is our darpa did a study unit. that shows that no i'm trying to say something that i keep getting interrupted on darpa okay go ahead unit invented this hydrogel that's the carrier for this that creates these antennas and everything else in our body and a whole bunch of other evil stuff. There's no possible way anybody can say this is not a bioweapon. It's designed to do the the mRNA vaccine is specifically designed to deliver into your DNA of your body an extinction event for the future. Okay, I understand that point. I'm just trying to be clear on your sources for where you come up with it in the first place and if they're valid. You're You're saying you read a study that told you that. I know. I'm I'm asking the gentleman here. Okay, so can you name me So specifically, you're saying there's a study that shows that ivermectin fights off the nanoparticles within your body that the vaccine gives you? No, it destroys the crystal structure. We circulated that three months ago. Yeah. And and who was that study done by? I don't remember now. I told it on the I I yeah. mean, I get on the air and tell this yeah, stuff you have, every yeah, Saturday. You told it. And I've and I've told it on Tanya's show a couple of times, but I can't keep and page you pre- after you provided page after page after page of I... statistics and information in front of me and go through every one of them every time we get on the air. It's just not possible. Well, I mean, well, that, that's like a monumental claim. We're talking about, you know, if there's, a study, if there's a definitive study that says that ivermectin actually destroys or does something to the nanoparticles that the vaccine puts out, that's probably the most important piece of information it doesn't, you can it have. Doesn't destroy the, okay, it doesn't de- you're just as capable of looking it up as you asking us to go back and find right, it. Right, but we're, but we're doing it. So it we, does so let's not. Just explain that. Right, so let's explain that. Destroy, Steven, can you clarify it? It does not destroy the nanoparticles. It destroys the crystal structures that's created by the the DARPA hydrogel that's also loaded with lithium that destroys your pineal gland and a couple of other glands. It destroys that antenna mechanism that's created by the DARPA hydrogel. It's not going to get rid of them nanobots, and they're not nanoparticles. They're nanobots. They're miniature robots. Nanobots. There's billions of them in every vaccine. You can look that stuff up. I've got pictures under a microscope of them curled up around their little substance until they're given the command, and then they release it. That's a type of a robot. Yep, I'm, I'm aware of that. I, I know that. I'm just I'm, I'm more focused on the ivermectin aspect of it. So. So the, so, we'll destroy a lot of this stuff. Okay. Okay, I understand. That's all. That's all. I was just trying to understand on that part. So, so other than ivermectin, is there anything else, or is that the only thing as of right now? That's the only thing well, that I'm aware of that destroys the antenna structures. And so, and so that's why you believe the media has been so hostile, and how the whole everything has been hostile towards ivermectin. That's that's the reason. Well, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is all about the media hype, and it's and it's illegal to even say it. But the statistics prove ivermectin to cure you. There's one doctor that had four thousand acute patients. They were already really sick when they come to him. He treated them with an antibiotic and with with ivermectin exclusively, nothing else. Them two things, 
cured all 4,000 of them. Only five of them ended up in the hospital, and none of them died. Well, Stephen, what about right. the uh, what about India's use of ivermectin? Well, our CDC and the World Health Organization, in cooperation together, went to India, got thousands of people together, went through every village, tested everybody's temperature and everything else. Anybody that was sick, they handed out packets that contained vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, an antibiotic, and high-powered doses of ivermectin. Okay, the ivermectin dose was four times as strong as what they administer here in the United States. It was given to them twice a day, not once a week, and, and for five days in a row. And they still had zero calls to their adverse, uh, their side effect reporting system over there about any problem with ivermectin. Everything we've been told by our media is a lie. And the, the former vice president and head scientist of Pfizer says so himself. Yeah. Well, wasn't that region comprised of four million people? The first the first region they done it in was was like three hundred and sixty million something to that effect. I forget exactly. The next region they done it in was two hundred and forty million, and they wiped out COVID with that protocol. And yet they won't let you use it over here. Imagine that. India don't Imagine have no that. coronavirus now. People ought to ask themselves why. So they know that it works. Merck, the company that invented the ivermectin, is coming out with their new pill that's a modified form of basically just a modified form of ivermectin. They changed the formula slightly, and then they added something to it. It's not as effective now, apparently, by their own statistics that they're releasing, and it costs $700 a shot now instead of $11. But they can patent that and get rich, so that's what they're doing. Right. That's what I would argue is that because ivermectin, there's so many generic versions of it, they can't make money off of it. And so that, well, they, they develop their own medication that they could they could patent and make money off. I think that's more, you know, yeah, I understand that argument you're making, but I still I still think the financial aspect of this thing is the most pressing aspect. Anything no, that they can't make money it, off of their no, patent. the whole entire goal behind it, one was to disrupt disrupt President Trump getting reelected, but the next thing, the main thing is population control. Bill Gates is a eugenicist, his dad was a eugenicist, and so was his grandfather, and now Billy Boy's got a way to exterminate the human race. I think you're missing the point on the financial part of it. It's, the end result is the same, but all they're doing is laundering money through the drug company back to mm -hmm. the 13 families. They're printing it out of a private corporation, they're using it to spend for these free vacs. Anyway, it's going through the private sector, but it's nothing more than money laundering, federal money, into private money. That's the basis of all of that. It's not the, quote, profit. Okay. It's so just redirecting the funds. It's redirecting uh, false right. funds. Oh, yeah, no, I understand dollars. that. But I agree with you there. So now I'm just saying big picture. We've got we've got 70 percent of America that took in at least one dose of the vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's hard to it's hard, it's, it's hard to believe those numbers because in Oklahoma they say that 90 some odd percent of the people are vaccinated. I don't think so because everyone I'm associated with isn't vaccinated. And again, I know that's a small small segment, but to claim that 90 percent right. Of the populace in Oklahoma is vaccinated? 
And it was well, the point state, so you'd think there was no more resistance. Right. Right. No, the, the point I'm trying to say is that, that there's a significant portion of the population that has. Whatever that percentage may be, we can agree that there's a large portion of people that have already taken it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't admit to that because I get to travel from Michigan down to Texas. And either people don't admit it that they took it because most of them are in fear of not taking it and losing their job. Right. So but I'm the point I'm trying agree. to make is that I'm if they're already cooking it. Large, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna say a small percentage, and when I say small, let's just say on the bottom side of thirty to forty percent, which is still a huge number, but I don't think right. it's an overwhelming number like they're promoting. Because well, that's not let's, let's say let's that's nothing but self prop Okay, so let's just say let's say forty for the sake of you know, whatever it means, let's say 40%. If it is 40%, right, so but if it is 40, let's just say at this point it's pretty much too late for those people, right, essentially for most of them. Well, they've had an end of them. Depending on the boosters, go ahead. No, it's not going to depend on the booster. I mean, that's depending on some of their other crap working, but the the, uh, end of life, uh, events already been written into their DNA. Their body's DNA has been modified, and I don't know at what point it's programmed to drive that person to extinction, but it's in there, right. and it will happen, and it's passed okay, on so. to, your, to your relatives. And so, well, basically, it, short of God doing what he said he was going to do, shorten the days or no place would be saved, they wiped out the human race when they started this vaccine. Well, it's not only through the vaccine. I just sent something to Ty. I think I sent it to you, Stephen, wasn't it, where they were putting, they were modifying our vegetable use, our vegetable growth? Oh, yeah. I got a deal I was going to go into about that. Most people don't have a clue what's going on right here. I mean, it's being integrated into your food supply. I'll find it here in a second. Oh my gosh. So there's no way to avoid this, and so it's unavoidable at this point. Unless you're growing your own food, we're all pretty much screwed then, essentially. Once they, well, once they get it, their plans done. If you are in an urban area, you are a lot less safe than you are if you're out in rural America. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. So essentially, hey, then, we're, we're, for a variety of reasons, from? not just that reason, but for a variety of reasons. Right. No, I'm from Minnesota, but so essentially, uh, unless someone takes ivermectin, if they if they've gotten this vaccine, I mean, that's pretty much other than God intervening, all hope is lost. They're essentially screwed, right? There's no other way to undo what they did. Will the ivermectin? Well, the ivermectin right. will screw up their communications with your body, depending on how strong the signal is, because they can communicate with anything 2.4 gigahertz and above. With those, right. with your body, so well, it depends in essence, on how what, strong a signal. In essence, what you're saying, Mike, supposedly, and again, this is supposedly, we have what's called med beds that are there that will supposedly help correct after the bulk of America finally comes around to believing in God or asking for God's help that will supposedly help regenerate the human body 
after a turnaround? Well, they can boost your immune system and stuff, but once it's been knocked down to a third or less of what it started out with, and with every booster it's knocked down more, it's going to be very limited. What they can do well, short of but, a miracle from God. But the, the med beds are a whole different scientific uh, innovation that hasn't been released to the general public, supposedly. Yeah, there's a lot of supposed stuff that's just hogwash. But so I don't know about that. But this this deal, part of this article, I'll read just a little. Says scientists are attempting to grow COVID vaccine-filled spinach, lettuce, edible plants to replace COVID injections. Millions of people who have refused to get an experimental mRNA vaccine may soon be forced to consume the gene therapy in their food. Researchers at the University of California were awarded $500,000 grant from the National Science Foundation developing technology that infuses experimental mRNA COVID-19 vaccines into spinach, lettuce, and other edible plants. The team of nanobiotechnology experts is currently working on successfully delivering DNA-containing mRNA bioNTech technology into chloroplast the part of the plants that instruct its cells DNA to replicate the vaccine material. The researchers are tasked with demonstrating that genetically modified plants can produce enough mRNA to replace COVID jabs and infuse the plants with the right dosage required to eat to replace vaccines. Experimental mRNA vaccines will be edible. Juan Pablo Geraldo, an associate professor in UCR's Department of Botany, and Plant Sciences, who is leading the research, explained in a press release published by the university on September 16th. Ideally, a single plant would produce enough mRNA to vaccinate a single person, Geraldo said. We're testing this approach with spinach and lettuce and have long-term goals of people growing it in their own gardens. That's just a portion of the article. Well, you know, I, I'm so there goes dosaging down the drain. <laughs> you know, if they believe in dosaging, why even why even bother? Because if you're just growing these things, what are you going to do? You know, oh, you can only have uh, spinach uh, twice a week. Otherwise, you're going to take too much of this stuff, or you have to have it three times a week so that you have enough. Not that I would listen to that or or want to take it, but are, is there going to be transparency in what's in in this stuff? Well, not only that, once this stuff is injected into a plant, it's going to spread to all plants of that type everywhere on the earth eventually, no matter what they do. There's no way to stop it. Because of the shedding. Well, it's just like the alfalfa. They they ruined most of the alfalfa with their genetic modifications. And there's not any way to stop it. The wind will blow it somewhere. The hurricane will pick it up and carry it from here to halfway around the world and drop it and and pollute their crops. Once you start it, you can't stop it. They're playing God with something they don't know about, modifying our, our bodies. Well, as egregious as all that is, in Michigan, they're trying to say that a six-year-old 
can to self-determine whether they want the vaccine or not, and they are setting up currently, currently setting up in the school systems in Michigan, quote-unquote. Without parent approval. Right. Vaccine seminars targeted at six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids. Under, and they were trying to slide this all under the radar, but parents are now aware. And it, they're fixing big, a, big, a big upheaval there. But they basically have said, try to stop us. Well, they've already tried to vaccinate kids right here in Hughes County. Well, this right is in St. Clair, Michigan. Without parents, without parents' knowledge, and I'm talking about kids under the age of 12. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Tanya. Yes. Tanya, you have another caller on. It's Joe. Hang on, I'm queuing him up here. There you go. You're live and on the air, Joe. Okay, thanks. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling in. How are you tonight? How are you doing, Tanya? Oh, Joe. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> How are it's, you? It's Joe. Yeah. It's Joe. Yes, Joe. Yeah. So I've been listening well, a little while, and um, there's a little bit of hope left. I used to think that if you took the vaccine the first time you took it, that um, you'd probably die. But I was listening, I think the doctor was Richard Fleming, or maybe it was uh, McCullough. He's saying that the real um, impetus for the death would be from the uh, booster shots. If you've taken the first two shots, there's a good chance that if you take um, other precautionary measures like ivermectin afterwards or um, good health supplements, that you would probably have a decent life. But from the third from the third shot on the booster, most likely you're going to die. So there's a little bit of hope. Well, see, this there. is why I think they came up with the boosters, Joe. It's yep. because this didn't do what it, all they wanted it to do. Yeah. Well, they didn't get the buy-in for the vaccine to the extent they wanted it. They didn't get the buy-in? What do you mean? People weren't rushing out to get it. They weren't oh. buying into the story. Okay. So in any case, you guys were talking about 40%, um, probably 35, 40% of people have got vaccinated. But there are, um, I hope, a significant percentage of those people won't go back for the third shot. So if they don't, then the extermination of America will be uh, will be halted to a certain degree. Now, when it comes to the vac- the um, the infusion of the vaccine into our food supply, well, that also was unlawful. I was listening to Andrew Napolitano this week, and everything that has been happening around us is unconstitutional because yeah. mandates and edicts are not laws. So there's no law that says that you have to be vaccinated. There's no law that says that you have to have a mask on. So anybody who really wants to form a group, uh, contact their congressman, and get some kind of um, pushback against them, you've got a good case. Yeah, but, and, and yeah. you cannot give informed consent if you've been coerced. That's, Absolutely. you know, you, you can't do it. And if you've been duped, like they duped so many that already had these shots, 
that that just it's it's, it's just another it's form all of coercion. Right, it's deceitful coercion. Not only is it against Nuremberg Code, but it's just against common sense and against humanity. You can't take something which is harmful. If the vaccine were uh, were helpful and were not harmful, then the government actually um, did have the right to force you to take a vaccine because if you were going to spread that disease, they had a right to stop it. But since the vaccine is more harmful than the disease, um, there's got to be pushback against the government by the people, more than just non-compliance. You've got to have more right. brave people like the uh, bar and restaurant owners, gym owners who are standing up and going to jail for standing up against the, uh, the mandate. Well, that's what we need. We need more people like that. Um, I, I happen to think of them as very brave, but if they can withstand the initial onslaught from the cops, then I think more people will stand up with them. I think that's um, that's a pretty good hope. I agree. I agree. Well, we've got a number of different criminal of criminal felonies and as well as civil violations um, that are taking place with this. And and now I'm again I am quoting uh, David Martin, and you can find David Martin dot Ward, and it's about a forty minute it's about a forty minute video. Uh, and it's him giving a presentation, and there were other people that were giving presentations, but the video is uh, of just him that I saw. But the, the first one is 18 U.S. Code 2339, and it's conspiring funding and conspiring acts of terror. Let's just start there. Now, Fauci is the highest-paid federal employer employee. He's the highest-paid. And $191 billion has passed through his hands. $191 billion as the highest paid federal employee. And he has been involved in funding and conspiring acts of terror. Him and his RICO co-conspirators, because really that's what this is all about. The next one is 18 United States Code 2331802, Act of Domestic Terrorism Resulting in Death of American Citizens. Section 802 of the Patriot Act says you cannot compel anyone to do anything out of fear and coercion. And this goes on. Uh, We've got uh, 15... United States Code 1 through 3, conspiring to commit criminal commercial activity. Let's look at the antitrust laws, right? This is, this is freaking crazy. Then we've got 18 U.S.C. 1001, lying to Congress. Fauci failed to disclose 100% of where his financial interests were. Where is the accountability? Who is holding him accountable? Why isn't he in the handcuffs right now? Uh, 15, United States Code 8, market manipulation and allocation. That's 15. All of those are felonies that he committed. Yes. Yes. And this last one is the criminal felony. 15, United States Code uh, 19, Interlocking directorates 
and and basically this is about the board of the board of directors and that's what directorates are is it's a section of the government department in charge of a particular activity and so it, they're interlocking these different departments that are working in it's a conspiracy this is all uh, um, this is all it's men, a, it, it is a conspiracy. To, yeah, you're right. It's an intertwining yeah. of very powerful people to form a conspiracy to, to depopulate, to exterminate the plan, uh, the people on the planet. And to answer your yeah. question as to why Fauci isn't locked up, just take a look at the questioning by Rand Paul, who used to be one of my favorite people, and Jim Jordan. They had him up against the wall, but they never got the, um, the extremely direct killer answer. Okay, see, now that's exactly well, what this guy, David Marshall, he says, if you like him, if you used to like Rand Paul, then why don't you contact and ask him why he didn't blow, why didn't he didn't, um, why he didn't ask the, the kill question. No, we you know, that. why he didn't. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, you've got to, you, you'll want to watch this. It's 40 minutes. Same yeah. thing with Jim Jordan. I, I Jim Jordan asked him. What are the metrics? When are we going to have uh, herd immunity, and when will this um, this stop? Then um, Fauci tap danced around it, and and Jordan didn't follow up. I was waiting for the follow up question to make sure that he had Fauci up against the wall, and he didn't do it. So well, he, that's what this guy says about um, uh, about Rand Paul is that. You know, Rand Paul is using this as a way to, you know, you know, because he's he's campaigning to boost his Fungy campaign. campaign. Probably, yeah. He's been presented it, it, with it, all it, it, the it criminals. It can change after the midterms because you got to remember the Democrats control these committees right now, and they control the time and how much time these guys can speak. After the midterms, once the Republicans take the House and the Senate, Republicans can control these committees. Therefore, they can dictate how much time the questioning goes on, who gets the question, and everything. They get to set the rules. you got to have that context that's, that's in mind. True. So that's, that's why I think, I think after, in 2023, everything will be a lot more different in, in regards to Fauci. Right now, he's being protected by the Democrats. He's being protected well, by the Democrats and the Republicans. Criminal information on, on Dr. Fauci. No, I'm saying when people like Jim Jordan and, and Rand Paul, who are actually trying to go after him, they're limited in their scope as to what they can actually do and what they can even question him with. That will change after the yeah, midterms. So we just got to be patient. Well, no, I don't agree. propose that the midterms are going to change when the voting system, voting, nothing's changed? That's right. How, how do you no, propose in, in, several, in several and states, Republicans have put up good safeguards. Things have changed, dude. You've got you've got Republicans on the grassroots level getting involved in a lot of electoral offices. You've got uh, you've got several you know red states that are put in new laws. That I mean, there's a reason why the media went after Georgia and Texas the way they did. Because Again, they, the Democrats understand the same, that those laws. I'm going to pose the same question to you. It wouldn't matter who was on the ground if you didn't control the satellite over in Rome. You, you didn't I promise you. And I will, I will bet whatever you want to bet on it, that there will be a massive red wave in 22, the likes of which we haven't seen since the early 80s. I guarantee it. There's no, there's no amount of fraud that they can pull up 
that's going to hold that back. It's not, it, it'll be too big. They can do they fraud in close off, elections. They just pulled off an 80 million vote fraud. Yeah, they did that million. because there was narrow margin. Now, the election was determined by five or six states where Biden won by a total of 40,000 votes. That was a narrow margin. Remember, they lost seats in the House, and they barely got the Senate. This wasn't Again, a sneaky victory so, like Obama got in 2008. This was a whether, close whether election. The margin, whether the margin was 40,000 votes or 500,000 votes, he didn't get any more than 28 million votes. Okay, whether he did or not, I mean, that's, that's a little bit, I wouldn't go that far, because obviously Democrats are going to run up the votes in New York and California and all the major urban centers. That just goes without saying. But the point of the matter still stands. They were able to do what they did because Georgia was close, Michigan was close, Wisconsin was close, and Pennsylvania was close. That's what they, that's what they saw the election. Let's be clear. They were they were only close because of the fraud. That's my point. The only reason the only reason Trump won is because they underestimated the amount they needed to cheat. That's my so point. So you don't think they'll be prepared. No, no, the Republicans can, can, if they put implements in place, they can do it. For example, they tried it in Florida, but because the Republicans of Florida under the leadership of DeSantis had put safeguards in place, they weren't able to pull it off. They tried it in Texas. They've been trying for decades to pull off the fraud in Texas. Okay. There's certain things you can put in that can hinder it. The fraud can only work to a certain extent. Immediately after the presidential elections, we had the Georgia runoff. Who won? Yeah, the Georgia runoff won because a lot of Republicans stayed home and refused to vote out of protest to the incompetence of the Republican leadership there. That, was, that had to do with the fact that the yeah, governor, the secretary of state, and the lieutenant governor literally spit in the face of all the Republican voters that were voicing their concerns over the legitimacy of the election and all the fraud that went down. So that's okay. a separate issue. Who that, won? Georgia, Georgia will, will, Republicans the, will win both those seats back, I guarantee it. Even if they do, it's irrelevant. The rhinos will be in charge of the rhino party, which is what the Republican Party has been for decades. It's not that way anymore, man. You guys got to be plugged into what's going on. It's changing that, right that now. Would be, that would be nativity to think that it's changed because there, there's only one group of people that just are separated by a label you put on them. And then there's a, maybe a handful of people that truly are right and wrong. There's got to be a total cleansing. That's my point. The total cleansing is happening now. You've got so many rhinos that are retiring and they're being driven out. Yeah. The, 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 the actual, if you look at all the major primary races that are coming up for Republican House, is McConnell House seat, gone? It is. Is McConnell no, gone? Is Pelosi McConnell, gone? Well, Pelosi is actually about to retire after 22. She's already, they've already put that out there. But the point of the matter is it's not about the leadership at the top. It's about the people who actually hold the congressional seats. If you get legitimate conservatives in there that are actually on board with an American First agenda that aren't rhinos, that's when you can affect change. You've got to have numbers. And, and that's what's happening right now. You think all the redistricting is, that's taking place is for the Republicans' benefit or for the Democrats' benefit? It depends on state to state. But in general, when you look at most of the Republican primary races, what's going on right now is people are engaged in a way they were not in the past. And any rhino or establishment Republican that refuses to actually get on board with the Trump agenda, their chances of winning these primaries is slim to none. That's why so many of them are even running for re-election. They're with Trump, but they won't be. I, I think I, 
Yeah, you've got a hey, lot this of is, this, is, this is as close as we've ever been to have the Republican Party actually get in line with the agenda. This is the closest we've ever gotten to it. It's never been it's never been this close before. So if there's any hope, it's Both right now. Even if, if it doesn't happen now, then forget about it. Yeah, well, you might as, well, as far as I'm concerned, you might as well forget about it because the people who are going to vote, going to run, they're going to run for the same reasons everybody's always run for politics, and it's for power. And they're going to use the um, the momentum of Trump to get there. And once they get there, they're going to break the promises like they always have been. Joe, would well, you, Joe, you don't know that. Joe, would you agree that something is? Well, I do Joe, know would, that from history. I've got some hope, though. I've got, I've got Joe, would you hope. agree I'm that broke, you, conservatives that have never been be so broke it before. can't be fixed? Uh, there's a lot of crosstalk here. I didn't hear you. Yeah, Joe, would you agree that sometimes something can be so broke it cannot be fixed? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Well, I would submit oh my to you goodness. that our government is that broke. Well, I in this no case, way, absolutely not. Why? I'm not giving up. Well, that's oh my God, have you ever been outside of America? What are you talking about? If you step, if you go anywhere outside of this country and you see what the state of the rest of the world is like, America is not past hope and past redeeming. Mike, are you kidding me? Mike, are Mike? Are we under time law or are we under constitutional law? Well, it actually depends on what state you're in, to be honest. No, I mean, if you're in California, no, no, you're basically in a communist country. No, it depends on what state we're in. Are we under maritime law or are we under con- uh, constitutional law? Well, we're supposed it, to be under constitutional law, but it depends on where you live, whether it's simple no, or not. No, it doesn't depend on where you live. In 1933, of course it does. No, in 1933, your forefathers sold us out to the Britons. We are under maritime law, statutory law is maritime law. Pure and simple. That's well, but that's why you because can, we were that, set up under we were set up well. under constitutional law, which is the law of the land. God's law. Okay, maritime so you're saying as of nineteen thirty three our country our country's been basically toast? Really you really think that? Pardon? You're saying you're saying this this transaction went down in nineteen thirty three, right? Absolutely, it did. Okay, so since 1933, you think America is completely game. broken? Really? Come on, man. I mean, have you have you ever uh, been outside of this country? Do you I'm think that? Do you think that Joe Biden is the president of anything right now? No, of course he not. He is the president, so-called, of a dissolved corporation that was dissolved by Trump before he left office. Also, Trump was able to dissolve it, right, to a certain degree? Correct, because our government... So then that's my point. Our government, as a constitutional government, could not and should not ever legally have been statutorily created. Okay, let's just follow your logic. Well, hold on. Let's go back to what you said about Trump. You said Trump was able to dissolve it to a certain extent, correct? No, I didn't say that at all. I said the United States of America Company, Inc. was dissolved. I got that. By who? And and that corporation was a no, 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 maritime no, don't move law on. Don't move on. Who was it? Dissol- who was it being dissolved by? Trump was actually the president of that corporation. It went bankrupt for the third time. He dissolved exactly it. my point. And how did and how did Trump get into office? What is your point? 
The point is, is the we point don't was, have if, a government in no, no, place. You're, you're missing, you're missing it. You're not, you're not paying attention to what you even said. No, if Trump was listening. able to affect, if Trump was you're able to listening. affect even a modicum of change, you just said he was able to dissolve it to a certain degree. If Trump could no, affect it, it that means no, it can be affected. When you have a corporate death, it's dead, just like a human being dies. There uh, ain't let's no partial say, death. Let's, let's say Trump had all this. this no, no, no. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't. Okay, go back to what you said about the dissolving of the corporation. You said okay, Trump was able to dissolve, dissolve it, right? The corporation. Where you're headed to is that if he could do it, somebody else could do it. Okay, but the fact is. That's my point. That's okay. I, I got it. I got it. The thing is, is that he got in there supposedly, if you listen to Pachesnik, because they unrigged the election. They, in other words, they rigged the rigging. Hillary was supposedly supposed to be the child, uh, the, the um, uh, you know, the one chosen, but. She did, so that's why she didn't campaign a lot the last uh, the last uh, the last three states, and that's one of the, one of the reasons why they say Trump won. Trump won because they unrigged the rigged election, surprised everybody. So if they somebody whoever they are going to do it again, then maybe somebody else will get in there. Who I don't know, but I don't see any Republican or amongst these Republican candidates who are going to be the next Trump. Hope, oh, that's yeah. obvious. Hope it's Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis clearly is that guy. Yeah, yeah are you kidding not, me? That's not the point. Do you know what an illegal enterprise is? That's exactly what Biden is the president of, is an illegal Look, enterprise. We, we understand that. We understand well, that. We're trying to think about solutions to turn our – we're, we're thinking of solutions we're to try to turn our country back. We're people as a leadership item, and they're not. They're not elected. Okay. They're not elected to anything. So, so is there anything we can do to turn this around? Is there anything Pardon? we can do, or is it done? Is there anything we can do to turn this around, or is it too late? Supposedly, I don't think it's too late. supposedly, a second constitution was signed two years ago on July 4th as a constitutional government, and when all this is turned around, the constitutional government will be in place, and all of this that's in place and running right now will be dissolved. And how would we go about achieving that? That's supposedly what the White Hats are working on as we speak, supposedly. And we all need to take it upon ourselves to work on that as well. We really do. Okay, so let's to, be clear. As long to... as the Democrats control all the houses of government and have this vice group they have, that scenario cannot and will not happen. The only way that scenario no. can even be let's, plausible... Let's be clear. Let's be clear. The Republicans would have no, to have full control. We have no elected true government right now. It's an illegal oh, that's, enterprise. That's an absurd statement. Okay, listen, I got that. No, but that's to not a certain degree, you're being a little, a little ridiculous here. Come on, man. No, that is a fact. Read okay, your documents. Do your history studies. Go back to the sources. But, so once but, again, James, you're saying the only solution... Right James, now, you're sounding doomsday-ish. You really, you, you really are, and I understand it's important. I'm, to I'm just trying to get to solutions here because if you're telling me that we're beyond hope and that we, we should all be pessimistic and give up. That's one thing. I'm even being clear. No, Is there I'm an actual saying, solution? I'm not saying to give up. I'm saying yes, there's the premise of what you're preaching is a good bit of the problem in people's understanding of what's going on right now. I'm just talking about the tools we have available that we can actually do. 
not some pipe and dream fantasy that will never happen, which it sounds like you're mm-hmm. suggesting here. You're suggesting a pipe dream that has less than 1% of ever possibly happening. I'm talking about something that's practical no, I'm not that we can do within our lifetime. No, I'm not suggesting at all. I'm going to the okay. foundation of facts. And how, and how exactly would you pull okay. that off within the next 20 to 30 years? Do you... Here's another practical example. I guess Maybe that's you can understand. I thought uh, we've got to shut this down in the next minute because I get to close off the show. <laughs> okay. It's uh, it's uh, ten o'clock, ninety minutes, ninety minute show. <coughs> so, I, so this is why we're going to continue these shows because these are really important subjects, and we didn't even get through everything in front of all of us, I'm sure. So, um. Mike, I hope you pay attention and, and, and call back in because I think you had a lot to offer the show tonight, and I want to thank you very much and your positive attitude. And I'm not giving up, that's for sure. I think we have much more than a 1% chance of, uh, of, of making I think we're going to be okay. Uh, James Treat, I appreciate everything you bring to the show and you know, opening up our eyes to other aspects that we need to pay attention to as as well. I certainly am, uh, I already looked up and emailed um, that uh, that one resource that you had suggested earlier. Stephen Burke, I can't thank you enough for continuing to provide the scientific information behind all this stuff so we can wrap our heads around this. And Joe, I'm so glad that you called in, and it's always good to hear from you. And please keep with us. We really appreciate you. Um, I, I just want to thank our listeners for tuning in tonight. Boy, oh, boy, we did not get into everything, but we got into a lot, and there's more to come. Thank you, Marty Oakley from TS Radio Network. And uh, I want to make sure everybody tunes in on Sunday evening for other subjects as well. Half an hour earlier on Sunday, so pay attention to Marty's shows and her her promos and her page, her Facebook page, PP, or her internet page, ppjg.me. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host of Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. I'm Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Berg's 89.9 KLRB-FM. Lighthouse Christian Radio. God bless all and good night.